Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode of CEO On The Go. Things feel like they're shifting a bit now that there's been an announcement about the vaccine and knowing that it's being rolled out at least as early as this week is great news to hear. So it seems like there's some light at the end of the tunnel. So you might be feeling like it's time to rev up to get ready for something, whatever that might look like for you in, in your work, your business. And I hope that you're feeling more hopeful and optimistic. Of course, I hope that you feel that way regardless of what the circumstances are, and that takes some practice. But it does look like there's more hope on the horizon here. So you might be thinking, how can we transition back now? You know, what have we learned? Maybe we can improve on some of the things that we've been doing. But I can't emphasize enough the importance of thinking about transitioning forward. I often say to clients, don't bounce back, bounce forward. So what does that really mean? It means it's time to rethink everything, your processes, decision-making, how you're prioritizing projects, maybe the data that you have and how you're using it. I know that I've got some listeners out there who are promoting data science and agile methodologies and others that are advocates for digital collaboration, which I think is huge right now. So this is a time to rethink your direction, uh, where your organization is heading, and especially how you're working. And that's, that's really what I wanted to focus on today. And specifically, I wanted to look at the human side of work. I know that it just can't be ignored. I've seen so many leaders really expressing a more human side of themselves, a more real side, especially over the past few months. Um, and, and just a, a recent meeting I had last week, one client confessed he's, he's been going to the office recently but feeling checked out, just kind of uh, detached. Even though they've got a few people on staff there, it just doesn't feel the same. But the truth is that a lot of that feeling of being disengaged or, or checked out had been brewing even before the pandemic. And so I think it's the pandemic, or at least people's perception or experience with it, that's actually allowing the truth to surface. And that's a good thing. It's interesting when I sit across the table from a client and they're describing all this frustration and just mixed emotions about everything that's going on. I'm always saying, that's great. <laughs> that's, that means that now you can move in a new direction. You can think so differently. Once you get to that point where you're so frustrated, that can actually be exactly where you need to be if you choose to view it that way. Another client talked about the feeling of having her hands being tied or feeling boxed in because so many decisions are being made at other levels or uh, by other people in the organization that are affecting what she's able to do in her area. And so it's tough to know how to make the right decisions with so many changes happening and with the lack of predictability. It is frustrating, but that is your opportunity to get stronger and to determine that you're going to be okay figuring out things as you go and to really adjust the mindset that you have. So it's inevitable that kind of the more emotional side comes up, the softer side that you might be experiencing yourself, and that can actually make you a better leader. It can help you connect with your own people in a more 
powerful way when you're communicating with them more as a, a real human, not as that stoic leader or the character of the leader that you think you should be. There's a great report that just came out that reinforces a lot of the ideas that I've been talking about actually for a long time, but it really will help you see the importance of looking at the human side of work. And it's the 2021 Deloitte Global Human Capital Trends Report. It's a survey based on 6,000 people uh, in 99 countries representing all different kinds of industries. So I'll be including a link in the show notes to that report. They emphasize the importance of shifting from survival to thriving and cover five different human capital trends that I thought were really interesting. I don't have the time to, to go through them in detail today. I just really wanted to pick two that resonated the most with me and that I thought were really valuable to, to explore. One is designing work for well-being, you know, as opposed to the quote, work-life balance that we've always heard about and have been talking about for some time. I thought that that was uh, a really positive trend to see with the emphasis on well-being. So what they say is when when you're looking at survival mode, it's having well-being programs that were adjacent to work. So like a program or workshop, something that you could attend that was adjacent to work. Whereas in thrival mode, it's actually integrating well-being into work through thoughtful work design. So there's so much opportunity to think futuristically and creatively about work design. I think that's really exciting. But what's interesting to note about their study was that improving worker well-being was ranked much higher on the individual workers list compared to senior executives. Specifically, individual workers ranked at three out of nine meaning that it's more important compared to senior executives that rated at eight out of nine, so much lower on the scale. So there's there's some difference there. But it's still something that is uh, extremely important for you to be thinking about, for um, your organization to be thinking about, knowing that this is something that's so important to to individual workers. How can we improve well-being? What, what does that focus look like? And, you know, of course, with the pandemic, there's been so much focus on physical well-being, mental health well-being. So it's something that you can't deny that's important to pay attention to. How you do that might look a little bit different in every organization, but it needs to be on the front burner for discussion, knowing that that's a trend in the workforce right now. Another interesting point to make before I move on to the other trend is that when they did that survey, both individual workers and senior executives noted that innovation was number two, so really high on the list. Again, no, number one is the most important, down to number nine, which was least important. So they share the level of importance when it comes to being able to improve innovation. And that's an area I have a specific interest in and am doing more work around with organizations who want to think differently and move forward in new ways. So that was exciting to see as well. The second workforce trend that I thought was really interesting is what they refer to as super teams. And reading from the report, they say leaders now have the opportunity to use what they've learned to construct super teams that pair people with technology to re-architect work in more human ways. They say that super teams can play an integral part in an organization's ability to grow and thrive. Executives identified three different factors 
that must all work together for an organization to envision and assemble effective super teams. And those three factors are organizational culture, workforce capability, and technology factors. So, you know, regular teams are important enough, but super teams, uh, where the work happens, that's super exciting (laughs) to have all those elements working together synergistically so that technology isn't just the tools to get things done. It's actually integrated in work in a way that can be even more powerful, more impactful. So looking at teams and how how important teams are, super teams, which made me think actually of, of a recent podcast where I was invited to be a guest on Greg Gregory's podcast called The Teamwork Advantage, where he covers issues related to leadership, teamwork, and culture. So we talked a lot about teams and and different aspects related to how to lead teams effectively. Um, We specifically focused on work and life. And he'd asked me the question about how to create boundaries, which is um, not uncommon. I really think that the future is moving more toward integrating your work and your life. So I'll include a link to that interview in the show notes if you'd like to listen, because like I said, we, we covered a lot of ground that I thought was really valuable for people to hear. Or you could do a search for the Teamwork Advantage podcast. My specific episode as a guest originally aired on December 7th, if you want to search for that. So as part of of looking ahead, some of the trends that Deloitte noted in this study, you know, is the importance of letting employees have more choice and how work gets done. Um, Personal choice, I think, is so important, too, in how people design their careers. In fact, I was and still am a strong advocate for that. That's actually why I started my business years ago, Work Matters, because I believe that people should be doing work that matters, that they need to feel like they're connected to their work and that they're doing or creating careers that are meaningful to them. So I'm really excited to see these trends, knowing what a positive experience work can be that also produces results. You know, back then, people and organizations thought that, you know, work is work, that why would why would people need to find meaning in that, that we just we just have a job to get done here. But now younger generations crave meaning and purpose in their work. And I think people in, um, in older generations do too, although sometimes they're less likely to admit it. So I encourage you to think about the personal choice that you have or that you could have in your leadership role. What could be different for you? Um, You know, my previous episode, the one that aired, I think just before this one, I reviewed 12 essential questions to think about as you head into the new year, one of which is what is your role really? So I wanted to drill down on that specific question because it ties to the content today when you're really thinking about how you want to show up as being more human as a leader. What would that look like? How can you bring more of yourself to your role? It would probably be worthwhile to spend some time really reflecting on what it could look like for you to be thriving in your role in your own unique way. Because I think now more than ever, there's more opportunity to create that. And when you're comfortable and satisfied in your own role, you'll be able to connect more naturally to those that you serve. One quick tip might be to use more video in your communications, meaning you speaking to the camera, you're just talking to your team or to the organization. I know that I've been making that uh, recommendation to a number of clients who feel like they're more disconnected working virtually. You might consider putting together a very short 
a year-end video message just to sign off for the year or communicate something that you think would be important for everyone to hear in the same way, just as an example. If that gets you out of your comfort zone, I encourage you to try it. So as you bounce forward in the new year, consider ways that you can look at your team or your workforce through the people lens or the human lens. I'm often working with organizations that are looking at talent kind of through the skill set lens, which is still considered to be the human side. But sometimes we need to remind ourselves that the talent is not just a combination of skill sets and capabilities, you know, that, that we're all people, we're all human. So the pandemic has brought out so much more of the humanness in all of us. And I, I hope that that trend is here to stay. I think it is. We've experienced emotions that in the past probably wouldn't be acceptable in the workplace. We've seen that in others and in ourselves. I've felt it myself, sometimes teetering between feeling like I could celebrate (laughs) or have a meltdown. So no matter how separate or isolated we may have felt or that you might continue to feel, it is truly the human connection that we share and that we can leverage, that you can leverage as a leader and celebrate going forward. So thanks for listening today. I will include a link to Deloitte Global Human Capital Trends Report in the show notes. Remember to check out Greg Gregory's podcast, The Teamwork Advantage. Let me know if you're enjoying my podcast and if there are any specific issues you'd like me to cover. Otherwise, I'll continue to crank out ideas and content based on my instincts and what I'm experiencing in conversations and challenges that I know that my clients are facing. So you're welcome to leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast and share the podcast with anyone else in your network who might benefit. And, you know, by the way, I'll be continuing to air new episodes during the holidays. So stay tuned for that. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time. Mm